Hello once again, folks. This is Table Talk with Rookie's family, and I've been uh, I've been pretty much bailed on by the rest of the family, who was not up to doing a podcast. They're sitting on their phones on the couches while I'm sitting at the dining room table doing a uh, family podcast, and it looks like it's just going to be solo. Um, yep. I'm sorry that we've been amiss. Uh, the family's been very swamped during this uh, COVID crisis, overwhelmed with extra duties. And so uh, uh, Gabe is out and about. Matthew's not here. The three girls are all sitting on the couch doing um, absolutely nothing. And so I'm going to take over the duties today. It might not be the longest podcast you've ever seen and you have to listen to. And uh, I'm going to grab Finley by the throat right there. If they, do, if they don't do anything, I will be a little upset, and I, it will show that Anyway, so there's a lot to, uh, there is a lot in the news right now, uh, a lot of stuff going on oh. these days. Uh, COVID is really uh, driving people crazy. Uh, there's some spikes uh, across the country, and um, people are still working from home. Uh, McLaren is working from home. Uh, Michelle works from home. Sophia is nannying. Uh, she can't do that from home. Uh, Gabe is um, going to school as a sophomore this year, and he goes in three days a week, and then the next week he'll go in two days a week. So it's really uh, up in arms, and that's really taken. Uh, I read a news story about um, students. First of all, their sleeping habits are way off. They're not um, getting the right amount of sleep. And then doing this online learning, they're not prepared. Uh, they come in, they sit down, uh, and half of them don't even show up. So there's a, a percentage of the population that is not even showing up to the computer, which is they're already at home, they're already in their rooms, in the kitchen, whatever, and they're not showing up to do their work uh, online, which is really sad because in the long run, um, it's only going to hurt them. In uh, some of these schools, I've learned from um, people that uh, there's very low participation as far as uh, parents getting involved with their kids, whether it's elementary school, whether it's high school, and that's really sad because that was a really bad end to last year after the um, after it hit on March 17th and the government pretty much shut everything down, restaurants, uh, and then schools did not know what to do. It really is... Um, that's pretty sad, and uh, I don't know what the future holds, but they're going to have to try to figure something out, and you can't force people to be online and learn, uh, but the bottom line is they, uh, the students that you know may not have finished their work, they're still passing on to the next grade. Uh, they're going to lose a lot of, um, I don't know, lessons, and you know, you're starting that base when you're in elementary school. Uh, you first grade, third grade, fifth grade, whatever, you're kind of setting the pace for high school. And once you hit the ground running in high school, you got to be prepared for college. And if you're missing out on six months, eight months, even a year of uh, lesson plans or lessons, you're, you're not going to do very well. Uh, it's not only hitting the schools, this uh, coronavirus. Um, I was reading an article about everybody wants sports to get back. And I'm not talking about at the professional level, but at the high school level, uh, grade school level. Everybody's eager. It's fall in Minnesota. Uh, people want to see football uh, started up. They pushed it off to the spring. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but uh, I read a story about um, some Texas referees 
that said uh, they are not, their, their numbers are extremely low, and I thought it was going to be due to the coronavirus to COVID, but actually, um, Texas is huge with high school and, uh, you know, uh, grade school football, but there's a, um, there's a man, uh, Jeff Gonzalez, a referee in Tyler, Texas, for the Texas Association of Sports Officials. He has said the shortage has been an ongoing reality, and he helped narrow down the reason into three main points. First reason is they're not doing it for the money. doesn't pay anything. They do it because they enjoy it. Uh, also, the second reason, and this is the biggest reason, is it's the way these refs are treated. Uh, and he said he did not like to say that, but the, the fans' treatment of the officials, especially the younger ones, uh, is pretty bad. The old schoolers can handle it, but the younger ones... They feel uncomfortable at the first year, so they quit, and that hurts that association. I don't know if that's happening countrywide, but think about grade school sports, uh, high school sports, and how the parents uh, get out of ref if he misses a call. I had kids in hockey, and yeah, we, I, I'm guilty of that too. I'd get out of ref if you missed a call, but uh, the really sad reason is that they're, they're just, they're out there working hard. They try to call it as they see it, and uh, parents just need to shut up. Uh, but he said the third reason is time and travel. Most of the games uh, might be after work or maybe on a weekend, and a lot of those guys just don't have the time to get around, and I suppose that's countrywide. I don't know what the other um, results are across the country, but Texas, where football is huge, is uh, it, the refs are, are dwindling in numbers. So hopefully that will change. But that was a surprise for me, thinking it was going to be a COVID uh, deal, and it ended up being... Uh, Basically, I think the second reason is the most important, that the treatment of the referees by the parents who thinks their kids are the superstars and never make any mistakes and never hold or uh, never are unsportsmanlike, that's, uh, I think that's a pretty important part of uh, where our country is right now. If you think about people, it's uh, we're pretty much left or right. There's no middle ground. Um, tensions were high, I think, before this. Uh, COVID, with uh, politically anyway, uh, where you're either left or you're right. You look on Facebook, uh, people are very angry. Uh, if you're not voting for the right person, uh, it can destroy uh, friendly relationships, uh, people that you know. Possibly it can destroy family relationships. Uh, it's uh, I've experienced that as well, where people just, um, if you have the opposite viewpoint, and these People, I, uh, a friend I liked uh, that was in the radio business and um, and family members. Uh, if I didn't pass their litmus test for who uh, I associated with, who I was friends with, um, they got a little upset. And uh, I, I'm not going to be bullied on social media. I don't I don't care about that. I'm not I'm not concerned. But it's just the anger that's out there is just unbelievable. You know, we have an election coming up uh, two months from now. And right now, uh, the country being so polarized really does scare the hell out of me. I don't know what's going to happen uh, after the election. Um, if one side wins, uh, things will be uh, just as harried. If the other side wins, I don't know what they're going to expect and how fast they're going to expect it. But uh, Portland riots, um, defunding the police, uh, Suspects being shot uh, in the back multiple times. Um, it's really there's uncertain times right now, and it's it's very it's pretty scary. We're uh, we were in the 
the front and center with the uh, George Floyd uh, protests and so forth, but now those have scattered uh, throughout the country where there's been protests where there's been uh, not police brutality, but uh, very poor choices by some police officers. And I know many, many cops and uh, in Minneapolis and St. Paul, and there's so many good guys and gals that you can't paint them with one brush. And uh, it's pretty scary. Uh, they go to work every day and they want to come home. And these protests where tensions are so high, uh, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the Antifa, we don't know anything about who's here, who's in what town. And uh, it really, it's, it scares me for those, uh, the cops that are out there, uh, the National Guard, uh, and just citizens in general. And the ones that want to protest, go ahead and protest. I don't know uh, the aggression of the protest when they start to um, wreck businesses that are in their own uh, neighborhoods is just not promising. If you if you bust into a barber shop or you bust into the the local grocery where you get your your bread and your milk if you need it on a quick fix, uh, they're gone and they're not coming back. Uh, that part is really uh, it's unnerving. Um, speaking of that, I was doing some research about a lot of the restaurants that are closing in 2020. Uh, MSP uh, Magazine uh, has a, a list, and this is uh, this was done by Stephanie March, and I, I was just looking over the list. I'm just going to read a couple. I'm not going to read every one, but um, the majority of these are COVID-related closings, and there's some pretty big names. Uh, Bachelor Farmer uh, in the North Loop, uh, Muddy Waters, Lynn Lake, Minneapolis, McCormick and Schmick's, the Nicollet Mall location. It's a very popular restaurant. Um, Pazza Luna, downtown St. Paul, was a while ago, uh, but they may have seen the writing on the wall. Burger Jones, South Minneapolis. Cupcake Social, South Minneapolis. Uh, El Burrito Mercado closed their South Minneapolis location. Fuji Ya, Lynn Lake, that was a Twin Cities uh, treasure. Uh, Izzy's Ice Cream closed their St. Paul and Minneapolis locations. Uh, the Egg and I, Lynn Lake. Uh, Moose and Sadie's in the North Loop. Fig and Faro in Uptown, The Fifth, St. Paul, Public Kitchen, Downtown St. Paul, Gray Duck, Cleveland Walk on Cleveland Avenue, chose not to uh, to stay open, uh, Bonfire, those are locations in Blaine, Egan, Savage, Woodbury, St. Paul, Mankato, and the MSB Airport. Uh, that was a very successful restaurant chain, but they just couldn't overcome. Green Milk uh, closed a couple of locations, uh, Belcourt and Wyzetta. Uh, let me see what else here. Doolittle's Woodfire Grill, uh, Keegan's Irish Pub in Northeast. It's just an Octo Fish Bar, which is a neat, I haven't been there, but it looked like a really neat place to go. Uh, Red Savoy, Northeast Minneapolis, and the list goes on and on. Butcher and the Boar in Minneapolis, uh, Surly. Uh, there's so many that closed down, and there's so many that are trying to stay open. And the really sad part is. Today is September 4th. It was a gorgeous day. It was chilly. Uh, people were sitting outside in different restaurants. However, winter's coming, and that outdoor crowd is going to go, and that's going to diminish uh, a, a large percentage of those people that went somewhere to social distance and sit outside. So it's not over for the restaurateurs that are uh, really scrapping to make ends meet. Um, and these are local chains. These are 
These are family businesses. These are the Mancinis, the Skinners, the McQuillans. Uh, all the it, it's it's uh, they're in a tough spot. And not only that, you know, these guys don't want to close. And then also go have to talk to their staff at the staff meeting and say, we can't do it. I can't pay your health insurance. Um, I can't pay you. Uh, you know, there's a profit margin in the restaurant business is so tight that it's in their best interest to uh, close up before they get into deeper, deeper trouble. And that being said, the, the other um, part of it is then everybody files for unemployment, but you've also lost your tips, you've lost your wages, you've lost your health benefits. Uh, there is some uh, light at the end of the tunnel. The uh, $600 payment that the unemployment insurance has provided uh, from March until July 25th is gone. That's sad for the unemployed, but uh, there is a small ray of hope. There's a $300 payment that's going to replace that, and I believe they're going to back uh, pay those from July 26th. So that's $300 a week uh, that will help out. And that stimulus package, I'm not sure what they want people to do with that stimulus package. If it pay bills, if it's uh, put it away, or if it's reinvest uh, by by going to the restaurants that are open or buying grocery or buying local so those people can at least have a um, some type of uh, uh, cushion or some type of insurance. But uh, bottom line is I'm going to smack that dog right in the mouth. Um, yep. Get down. Get down. Uh, my family really helping out on the couch. All three of them are sitting there while this happens. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that's pretty serious for people that are um, nervous about uh, their future and what's going on. But at least uh, these uh, the politicians came through with trying to figure out that uh, they needed to do something because a lot of these people are, are dying on the vine here. They're willing to work. They want to do something. They're just not being called back. Um, I have some family members that are in the industry that uh, aren't able to um, uh, aren't able to work, and they work in the sports industry. And that is, you know, the athletes, the big athletes have their big contracts, but more importantly, there's people that are pouring beers. There are people that are sweeping the uh, stadiums. Uh, there are people that are, you know, uh, working and now are completely uh, out of a job, and there's really no end in sight. So, uh, that being said, uh, good luck to all that at least might be getting that $300 payment and with their unemployment, and then are worried about when the unemployment's going to run out. There's so many different factors, um, so many different factors that people are. Uh, the U.S. economy lost 22 million jobs between February and April, April, but uh, in, a, in a small ray of hope, uh, it's recovered about half of those since May. Uh, and through August, about 11.5 million fewer people had jobs than in February. And that's according to the uh, Wall Street Journal. Um, one good news, if you're, if you're thinking about if refinancing or trying to get a mortgage, uh, those rates are extremely, extremely low, and most likely will stay low for quite some time. I don't know how long, but um, 2%, 3%, and uh, that's that's really good and, and might help people if they need to refinance or a cash-out refinance so they have some extra uh, money maybe to just, as a safety net, to, to sock away until they, can, until they can get everything put together. But, uh, so anyway, good luck. I really, um, I saw some really good stories. Not 
Good, good. But just some really interesting stories. Uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, people are desperate to sell things. They're, they're pawning things. They're pawning their gold. Uh, but, of course, what's happening? People are out there scamming. And uh, with gold pretty close to 2,000 an ounce, jewelry scams are all over the board. Uh, this one came from ABC from uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, there was a, a, a gold uh, a jewelry store operator in Plains Township uh, for about a decade or so. And he said right now is one of the times when he sees a lot of people coming in who are victims of gold scams. Uh, what people are doing is they're selling pieces, maybe on Facebook, Craigslist, on the street, I, I don't know where, and they're passing off brass as gold, marking it as 18 carats inside. I, I don't, I don't, oh, I wouldn't even know how to do that. I wouldn't know where to start, but they're marking those pieces of jewelry as uh, 18 carat gold, and then those people with the too good to be true are buying those pieces maybe for 50 bucks or 500 where they think they're going to go into the jewelry store and, and sell them or pawn them off for 5000 or $2,000 and make some money. And when they go in, they realize they're told, this is brass. This is, I'm not going to buy this for you. I don't need it. So they, they get it back. But they're out uh, all sorts of money. But they're smart enough that crooks, or the criminals, um, knowing the price of gold is high, uh, they're scamming people. And there's really absolutely nothing they can do. Uh, this gentleman's advice is if it's too good to be true uh, and, and you know it, do not buy it. Uh, if, if, it's, if it's so much, they can go directly, and if they're down on their luck, they can go to the jewelry store, and they can go ahead and do that on their own. It's, um, it just makes sense. It makes common sense that those people can, uh, you're not helping anybody out by giving them 50 bucks. Tell them, you go to the jewelry store and sell it for 2000 or 5000 You're telling me you can get for it right now, and then we can go from there. Uh, also, uh, just the fact that we are around the corner for fall, um, uh, working at the airport. Uh, today I was at the airport, and flights were plump full. People are flying Southwest, Delta, Sun Country. Uh, my only advice to seeing some of the uh, news reports is if you've got kids going somewhere, kids going back to school, uh, that's there's going to be a spike. There's going to be a spike somehow in these um, cases, and I don't think this country can afford a second wave. So if you've got kids, tell them to wear their mask. If you are going somewhere, wear your mask. It's only uh, common sense. It's smart. It's inconvenient. I hate working with a mask on, which I have to uh, at the airport constantly. And it is a major pain in the rear. Uh, but I, I deem it very necessary that you put your mask on and we put a stop to this. You've seen the numbers go up for uh, corona is absolutely uh, crazy. And there's really no end in sight. Um, looking at the update here, uh, uh, worldwide, it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, 26 million cases, 867,000 deaths. Uh, it's just Minnesota, 78,175, 1889 uh, deaths. It's just, on the flip side, 18,879 people have recovered, and there's just no uh, predicting 
who's going to recover from it, who's going to be healthy, who's going to get it again. Uh, I don't know how the antibodies work, but it's just it looks like there's a little bit of a spike here, and I think uh, the the part of the country that can really put a stop to this are, are the the young kids that think their immune system is hot, uh, they're invincible, uh, but if you're a parent, just encourage those kids, just wear your mask. It's not that big of a deal. And go into the bar, uh, have a cocktail with whoever you're living with. If you're 21, have a cocktail with whoever you're living with. You're already there. There's no need to go out in mass uh, for a beer pong party. Hashtag preach. Yeah, that's, this is uh, I'm telling you right now from the uh, peanut gallery over there. Um, it is it is serious, and uh, there's no end in sight, and we don't know when this vaccine is going to come through. Uh, rumors have been <laughs> maybe after the election. I don't know what the significance of that is, uh, and maybe it might be in December. Uh, they're working on it. Russia claims to already have we're pretty close to some sort of vaccination. I don't know what the details are on that. They could be full of beans, too. But uh, here in the U.S., uh, they're working hard on it, and hopefully uh, we can knock this out before it just keeps getting crazy. There's just uh, looking at the, the new death toll on the uh, world worldometers.info on the coronavirus. Uh, let me scroll down to the U.S. here. Uh, numbers and these are new deaths. It's just uh, there's 10, 14, 7. It's all sorts. It's all over the map. Australia 59. I thought they were doing pretty darn good, but apparently we got something going on here. Um, it's all over the map. So just let your kids know that uh, wear your mask, be safe, wash your hands, keep using that hand sanitizer. I know I'm preaching to the choirs for so many of you, but it's really um, it's really important that we do that. Uh, Vatican City's looking pretty good. They're, uh, it looks like they're well cared for. So, there we go. Uh, that's my podcast. It's my rookie cast. And uh, Sunday, I will guarantee you that there will be a family podcast with all members present uh, via the telephone or in person. And how do we do over there, guys? Woo-hoo! Yeah! Wow! No, 12 steps. All I need to do is take 12 steps over the table and chime in. I got my phone on TikTok and Dairy Queen ice cream. One of the essentials. All right, guys, we're signing off. Uh, Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, if you have any advice or you want to rip the girls for not coming on the (laughs) Table Talk podcast, you can do so. Uh, uh, Just send us an email or Mm -hmm. send us a comment on uh, Apple iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. That's fine. And we'll catch you next time. Uh, Good luck. No theme music this time. We're not doing Road Trip by uh, Joaquin Ochim. What's his name? No idea. Okay. Very involved she is. Okay. We'll talk to you later, and uh, catch you next time. Finley, any parting words? (laughs) Finn. Now he shuts up. All right. Thanks for uh, listening to this abbreviated podcast. More entertainment to come in the next couple days. Stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and we'll catch you next time. Rookie Table Talk, signing off.